You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Who knows his name today. I forgot it a minute ago. We are here to talk about Arizona basketball. We're going to preview, I guess, answer your questions about Arizona's front court. I'm used to the preview stuff, but we're a little little bit early. Early, early. We're answering questions, your questions. We're going to jump right in. Arizona asks, do you expect Balo to come off the bench? Uh, No, I don't. Now, a lot of things can happen. There still are a few open roster spots, but at this point, I don't expect him to come off the bench. Now, with that being said, is he going to be the center that gets the most minutes? I'm not confident in saying that either. I think it could be a situation where Umar starts and maybe only gets 20, 25 minutes a game while Arizona plays other combinations. Um, But right now, if I had to guess if the season started, you know, next week with what I think is going to happen with the roster... I still think Umar um, is the starting center. Now, how long that lasts, if that's an all-season thing, again, if there's a situation where he maybe starts but doesn't get the most minutes, I would be completely open to that. But um, if I had to guess, um, he is indeed um, the starter at center to, to open up the season. I feel like we might need to start charging people for questions because Arizona has... We do charge people for questions, like, Shelby. That's literally what we do. No, I mean like <laughs> like a premium per question because oh, there's okay. quite a few here, yes. but we'll allow it. Literally. I'm going to call it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, part uh, 1B of this question, who would play the four in a small ball lineup? I would assume it would be Dalen. You know, to me, the lineup would probably be uh, Kerr, you know, Adema, Pella, Dalen, or Kerr, Philly B, you know. Yeah, big Philly B. Yeah, Pella, Dalen. Dalen at the four in a small ball lineup probably makes the most sense because of his defensive versatility. And then at the five, uh, you have a variety of options, some of which are not on the This is the hardest podcast ever because I can't talk about that much what everybody wants me to talk about. So I just say some of which are not currently on the roster, but will likely be at some point in the next month or so. But yeah, I, to me, it's Dalen is the best option at the four uh, in a small ball lineup. All right. And one uh, C of this question, are there concerns about the defensive limitations of Tubella slash Ballo front court? I don't think so. I, I think you got to, you know, assume that there's going to be jumps. Like I, I don't, I would assume that Tubelis is going to make a jump defensively. I think that is the clear focus based off what happened in the NCAA tournament. Does that mean that all of a sudden he's going to be a defensive menace? No, but I think he'll be smarter and maybe put in better positions. Umar is a guy who was still really raw. Didn't know what he was doing a lot of times on defense, and I think that changes with experience. Are there concerns against certain quicker lineups? Yes, absolutely. But I think every team has some sort of concern. Like if... There wasn't a concern. Arizona would be a perfect team. Um, defensively, are there limitations? Absolutely. Is it a concern? Yes. Is it the difference between winning and losing a national championship? I don't really think so because you always have to look at the other side, which is that teams have to guard those guys as well, 
with certain spacing and combinations and all that. And again, um, you know, I'm not necessarily confident that Tubelis and Bala will be the, it, it may be the front court that starts the game, but I'm not confident right now that it would be the front court that ends the game um, in certain situations. Okay, and uh, a 1D of this question. Do you expect Tubelis to be the leading scorer on the team? Uh, I do. I just think it's the easiest answer, right? Like he, I mean, people forget because of how he played in the NCAA tournament. The dude is still one of the better players in the conference. Like he was right there for Pac-12 player of the year, you know, with, with Ben and then probably, you know, Terrell Bound and Hawkwes, I guess. But, you know, he was one of the finalists. Like there was a point where it was like, if Tubelis keeps playing like he is, you know, is he, is it between him and Ben? Um, you know, he, he's still a really good player. And I think it makes a lot of sense for him to be the leading scorer. And when I look at the roster, I'm not sure who else would do it. Like, I, I it wouldn't be Kerr to me. Pelham maybe takes that next step. Dalen maybe next step, takes that next step. Um, but Azulis is a, a defensive, uh, is a matchup issue, like for opposing teams. He really is. He's very tough to guard in this offense. And so to me, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the better scorers in the entire conference. But if I was guessing right now, predicting it, uh, yeah, I absolutely would think that he's going to lead the team in scoring. I agree. Thank you. That's all I have to say. It's about time you agreed with me. Um, last part of this question is Dylan Anderson a redshirt candidate? I doubt it. Not necessarily because it. I mean, I think it would help his game, but I, I, he, I could see him in an Adema Ball type of role where he's not playing a ton really, and then he'll get minutes to kind of help his growth, and maybe later on in the season he's ready for a few more minutes. I don't think he'll ever have a dominant role, but in this day and age, it's really hard to redshirt a player. Um, Gonzaga did it successfully with Lloyd, with Umar, um, but it is just becoming much harder with the NIL and all that to redshirt a player. So I, I'd be surprised if, if anyone redshirts unless Anderson just comes in and he's just so far behind, but um, I, don't, I don't think that's very likely right now. All right. Thank you for that series of questions, Arizona. Okay, moving on. Next part comes from Strom2800. What position do you see Anderson playing? Freshman as backup 4-5, but ultimately, where will he fit best? He's not a center. I mean, he's a power forward all the way. In high school, he plays a little three, and I think that's going to be one of his biggest challenges getting to college. He is not a three. He's not strong enough right now to be a five, and I don't think he'll be strong enough as a sophomore. He's a big kid. To me, is a face-up four uh, all the way. And look, he could play center in certain lineups, and you know I, I would completely understand. I believe on twenty-four-seven we have him as a center. He's seven feet tall, so I get it. Maybe I should say he'll play more center than projected. But to me, he's kind of more of a four. He's got to get stronger. That's what it depends on. Will he get stronger? Um, if not, he's going to project as a face-up four type of deal. Um, otherwise, if he gets stronger, you can play him a little bit more at the five. Um, but then, again, this is all like you're, you're looking forward, right? So right now, I, I'd say he's more – his game isn't very center-like, if that makes sense. He's very face-up, perimeter-oriented. Now, he could come into Arizona, and they could tinker with that and say, oh, no, you're a five all the way. And I'm not saying he can't play the five. There just has to be some changes to his game, and they may be there, and he's just not utilizing them in high school. So – a lot of it depends on the strength and the weight that he has will be able or not able to put on because he has to get bigger and stronger like a lot of freshmen 
But a lot of times when you see a kid that's his age, that's seven feet tall, um, as a freshman, that is their, their biggest deficit, is that you, you go and you're skinny and you can get away with that at the high school level, but you get to the college level and these guys are just stronger than you and push you around a little bit. And until you gain that weight, it is very difficult to kind of guard guys um, that are big and strong. Like Dylan Anderson right now, while I like him, he can't guard Umar Bala. He's not strong enough. He couldn't guard Christian Kalouk. Guys like that where, you know, he couldn't guard Cody Riley probably. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be like a difficult transition for him at first. He needs to get bigger and stronger. And then depending on whether or not that happens and how quickly it happens, that will then determine what type of player he is. But his offensive game, to me, is, is more of a four than a five. All right, that was pretty definitive. We'll find out soon. Next up is Nikki B. Katz asking, when the, when the front court is set, will it be better offensively than this past season? I believe that when the front court is set with both the starters and the backups, it will be better than it was this past season offensively. Defensively, it's not because of Christian Coloco, but offensively, it should be mostly because I'm looking at, at overall depth of the guys coming off the bench and all that. I think Arizona will be deeper at the forward and center spot and thus better um, offensively, uh, but it has to be successful. Like It has to be able to finish the plan that the coaching staff has. Right now, it's clearly not, right? Like It's not as good as it was last season because you're, you know, you're missing Coloco and you haven't really replaced him. But um, again, there's still time. I can't say much more than that. When it's all said and done, though, I do believe it'll be better offensively. Thank you. This next question's my favorite. All right. And it's actually a kind of a buddy. Salim's headband. When will we know about Blenry Blissar? And if I said it wrong, is it like Blenry Blissar? You like, did say it wrong because it's not a real person. It's not a real person. No, it rhymes with the guy that everyone really wants to know about. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I read things very literally, guys. Yeah, we, we don't f around here on the podcast. We're very Super serious. serious. No joking, no smiling. We're drinking coffee at nine thirty. Who cares anymore? That's right. We're watching Phoenix Suns win Game One. Yay! Um, you should know by the end of this month. So it's, I believe, that he's done playing um, in a couple weeks. I have a trip scheduled to Disneyland on May 31st when I reach the desert and I lose phone reception, that is when the story <laughs> will break, most likely. So oh on God. May 31st, you should probably just sit home near a computer and then yell at me why I haven't posted anything on the story yet. Or it'll happen when I'm on like Splash Mountain or something like that. So that yeah. weekend, I'm gone from, what is it, May 31st to June, to June 4th. 3rd or 4th, yeah. it will break then. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind. Sorry, I have to say this. Sidebar. Remember when we were coming home? Was it coming home from Seattle once? And there was that huge <clears throat> football commitment that happened while we were midair. Yes. And we landed, and it was just like it was freaking mayhem. It was chaos because Jason hadn't posted, and like, oh, my God. And we wound up – he was on the floor, like, in the airport – Sitting cross leg, breaking the store, like working on well, the store. Well, it was story. like the other night. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do want to go to the hockey game. Nothing's going to happen. And then I get in the car and drive half a mile, and the kid commits. Exactly. Like out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a random official. Like, so I'm telling you right now, I'm gone May 31st. Please, nobody rob my house. 
to June 4th. We have someone here. Right. That is when he will commit. Other people will commit. Coaches will be fired. It'll all happen within those three days. It's also, we have an alarm. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that hopefully answers your question, Slim's yeah. headband. All right, moving on. As long as there's a real dude, though, named Blen Reed Bleestar. It'd commits, be amazing. That'd be awesome. That's like your spy name. Yeah. Blen Reed Bleestar. Anyway, UA Portland Timbers asks, how in the world do we replace CeeLo's defensive versatility? You don't. Next question. Next question. No, you really don't. Like, you're asking, I mean. You're just going to have to train up a new I person. I came off as an asshole there. But you, you're not. He's the best defender in the country. His versatility was literally the best in the country. Nay, Even if you say. Maybe of all time. Okay, no. No, <laughs> calm down. That coffee <laughs> is not spiked. But um, what I'm saying is, like, even if you think that there may have been, like, you know, uh, a better defensive player here or there. Like, Walker Kessler was the best shot blocker in the country. Um, he never had the versatility that Coloco did. Like, Coloco was guarding guys on the perimeter and things like that. Shelby's laughing at Devin Booker getting pushed out of bounds. But, um, yeah, you're, you're just not. Like, it's, it's got to be a team effort. There's not going to be one guy. There's not one guy in the portal or anywhere in the country that's going to step in and do what Christian Coloco did defensively. It has to be a team effort. You have to have a jump. You have to get defense on the wings, guys off the bench, etc. Um, because it's just not possible. It's just literally not possible to bring in one guy and be like, hey, congrats, you're going to become the best defensive player in the country right away for us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Alrighty, moving on. Bear Down Zona Zona says, do you think we go after a small ball via four, via the portal, to come off the bench? You said via twice and it confused you. It did. Via, via. But yes. I hope it sounded okay. You wrote via. I just copy and paste, Shelby. I, you, okay, by the way, guys, yeah, he literally just copies and pastes. There's no editing. So I'm reading it straight the way that you type it. You have a really hard life. I do. Anyway. I'm sorry. English. <laughs> I didn't major in English. What? Um, what? Okay. So the question was, do you think Arizona goes after a small ball for via the portal? Okay. Um, That's not what he originally wrote. I speak men. You're fine. Thank you. Uh, I think that, no, are, are we going in addition to the, to the Blundery Blissar? I think it is an option. The guy has to be good enough. Like, we, we've said this before, it's the same thing in the portal that it is with high school recruits, is that Arizona is going to look at a guy and say, can you contribute to this team the way that we want you to contribute? And if there's a post and a combo guard, I think those are probably the top two targets, unless Dale and Terry 
shocks everyone. But if that happens, um, they'll start from scratch because they expect Dalen uh, to still return to Arizona. But the, I could see them absolutely saying, you know what, let's go get another post at the four. Let's get a combo guard, and then let's call it a day. So I, I do believe it is a possibility that that happens. But again, it has to be the right fit. Like, there's not a bunch of guys. There's probably a couple guys that Arizona has their eye on, and if they don't work out, maybe Arizona kind of just punts on the situation, if that makes sense. It makes so much sense. Thanks. All right. Moving on to my favorite uh, name on this list, Gosling Swag. I do know it's not Gosling Swag. It could be Gosling Swag, but as a fan well, of Ryan Gosling, I choose to believe it's Gosling Swag. I banned Ryan Gosling. He was a very angry member of Wildcat Authority. What's the girl's name in the notebook? Rachel McAdams. Yeah, I like her. I'm a Rachel McAdams. He's dating. Uh, he's, he's, uh, married, he's married uh, to Eva Mendes. Yeah, she's ugly, right? Are you serious? No, not at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. We just started fighting. <laughs> anyway, I choose to say Gosling Swag. I'm hoping that's right. Do you expect the mystery Euro to start day one? Oh, my God. It's like Carmen Sandiego. Uh, no, I don't expect him to. I expect him to contribute. I think that you worry often with bigs of any freshman grade. <laughs> uh, if they're strong enough, big enough, etc. When you got a European, uh, Benry Blisar, you worry about the transition and all that to American ball. You kind of sometimes don't know what you're going to get with European guys, figuring that they sign who you're talking about and all that. Uh, no, I, I don't expect him to. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not playing very legitimate minutes by the end of the year or even, you know, a month into the season. But right off the bat, no, I, I don't think that he comes in and starts. I just don't see where that would be. I think Umar will be ahead of him in terms of the system and the team. And then, uh, I mean, Tubelis is starting. That's a lock. Okay. Thank you for the question. Moving next to Flanagan33. Any center or... Power forward targets in the 2023 class. Shelby got mad at me because she told me not to abbreviate positions, so I just abbreviated both of those to keep her on her toes. Um, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I know you guys are dying for recruiting news. I get it. No one wants to give you more recruiting news than I do. But what you see is what you get. I will say that K.J. Evans, I think this question was posed before they got involved with him. He is a clear target right now. Uh, Miami offered them today. They probably are going to try to pay him $4 million. I don't know. They just burn money there. Um, but Arizona is on him, included in his top six. It was a top five. Arizona got involved for a very good reason. Arizona will likely be able to lock up an official visit. Um, you know, Leonard Miller, should he decide to come back uh, and go the college route instead of the NBA route, he's the guy that could play the four as well. Um, Modest Buzelis is a two, a three, or a four, depending on the system, or a one. Um, he's there. And I can say that there's probably guys that Arizona was involved with that maybe you've heard when I listed them and who the coaches were watching that, um, you know, I'm not going to list them by name, but there's guys that you can hear less about. Um, you know, they didn't have Arizona offers and they're not going to get them. Because remember, like, this happened last summer. Everyone was on... Um, Milos Uzan, the point guard. When is Arizona going to offer? When is Arizona going to offer? Me and my dad were at the Section 7 event. Tommy Lloyd was at the Section Murphy. All those guys were at the Section 7. We watched Milos Uzan play three times. He didn't play well once. Tommy Lloyd watched him. He played the worst game of the weekend. 
So you see schools offering guys, you're like, why isn't Arizona offering? Well, you got to play well in front of Tommy Lloyd. And if you don't play well in front of Tommy Lloyd in multiple viewings, you're not getting an offer. That's just the way this goes. And if Tommy Lloyd hasn't seen you play, you're not getting an offer. So that's why the offers are so little. And the Section 7 tournament will actually, again, be in Glendale uh, next month. And, and the coaching staff will all be there. There's going to be a ton of teams. And a couple of offers should probably come from that. But I don't really see any 2023 offers that are imminent right now. And when you think about it, um, Arizona's already got two commitments. So, you know, they'll probably get two more, is my guess, and they'll call it a class. Um, that's probably that's probably right now a four-man class, but, you know, we'll see depending on who goes league and transfers and all that. But uh, right now, what you see is what you get in terms of the, the offers, and that could change in a month. We'll see, but it's not going to, like, change tomorrow. I don't, I don't think anything's imminent there. Isn't playing well in front of the coach that you want no. to ultimately play for kind of required? No, absolutely not. I've been to games where with other coaches where I've come and said, man, that guy played like crap, and then USC offered him five minutes later. Wow. Well, in the acting world, it's called auditioning, and you got to perform it, in it, the moment. There are so many offers. It's way worse than football, obviously. But there are so many offers from schools to kids where the head coach probably, if you lined up the kid and the kid walked up to the head coach, the head coach would have no idea who the kid is. I know for a fact that Tommy Lloyd knows every single player that Arizona is recruiting. There are other schools, if you look at their offer list, think about it. They have like five band classes and they've offered like 30 guys for basketball. It's stupid. Like they have no idea who these kids are. Well, that's awesome. Go Tommy. All right, I'm excited about this question. I, I'm calling this the vicious, vicious question of the evening from SD Cat Lover. Vicious? Vicious, vicious. The heck is that? That's my band name. All right, go ahead. It's like when someone's being a little salty. Well, I thought you said vicious, bitch. Okay, well, it's vicious, vicious. That's fine. We're losing all sponsorships. What's Arizona's thoughts after getting out-rebounded mercilessly on the defensive boards in the tournament? Any changes to scheme or the type of personnel going forward? Shelby, did Arizona win the Pac-12 conference? Yes. Did they win the Pac-12 tournament? Yes. Did they make it to the Sweet 16? Yes. And lost to a very good, underrated, underranked Houston team? Correct. Guys, Arizona doesn't have to reinvent the wheel because it lost one tournament game. It got out-rebounded in a few games. It got out-rebounded by TCU. Like, it wasn't the – Houston actually didn't rebound as well overall defensively um, as it probably wanted to or had all season. Like, you don't reinvent the wheel because you lose a tournament game. You don't change the scheme. If it becomes a pattern, you maybe reassess things. Tommy Lloyd in year one lost to a very good Houston team after dominating the conference – like it, it happened. I'm it's, so, Jason, it's hard to win the tournament. Guys. It's really not, difficult. Like a coach on the previous staff kept telling me one day people are going to realize how difficult it is to win in the tournament. It is not often or not every year that the best team wins. North Carolina made it to the national title game after being crap for the regular season for a good chunk of it. It is usually the hottest team. Kansas may have been the best team in the country. Very possible. But there have been plenty of years where it's not the best team in the country. Hence why you see teams like St. Peter's. No one actually believes that St. Peter's is one of the top eight teams in the country. But they got hot, and so they made it to you know wherever they made it to, right? 
if Arizona played St. Peter's in a game in February, you're picking Arizona by 20. Okay, that's just the way it goes. Um, so you don't reinvent the wheel and get rid of your offensive system and change your scheme and recruiting approach because you lost one game in the Sweet 16. You do that when you've lost five straight games in the Sweet 16. I don't know, man. I just feel like Arizona should have just won everything and they should change everything. You were pretty damn mad. I was upset. You yell at me. Shelby yells at me. I was upset in the moment. Shelby actually yells at me whenever football or basketball. Like, I've the best moment ever. I'm I'm, I'm pre gaming this next question was years ago, it was Stoops. Arizona versus UCLA at UCLA. First time we were dating, we weren't engaged. Shelby meets my best friend. First time. Right. We go to the game. And Arizona loses this game. Mike Stoops tried an onside kick. It was awesome. But Arizona. Jason had been hyping Arizona, though. He, oh, they're awesome. They're going to win. I said they were going to win. I didn't so hype them. Good. I predicted oh they were going to win. So afterwards, we go to dinner, and Shelby is just, like, not talking to me. This is the only time we've been married for how long now? 13 years. 13 years. We dated for how long? A long time. A long time. I took out my wallet. I gave Shelby all the money I had in it, and I said, get away. He said, go shop at Go shop. Get away. You're embarrassing everybody. She was so mad. She was yelling, you told me this. I go, Shelby, I'm not the kicker. What do you want? Well, you told me the kicker was good. So this is what Shelby does. When Arizona loses, the first person she calls is me, and she asks me why the loss happened as if I'm the one on the court responsible for it. Exactly. So I know how you feel, SD Cat Lover. Though I I let it go pretty quickly once I'm yes. mad. I, I'm mad and then I'm done. Yeah. So anyway, that's just the, the price of passion, loving our teams. Last question, the reason why, Jason, you'll see in a second. AZAZ Cats asks, are we expected to add another big besides the four I listed? If so, any recruits or would it be a transfer? So and let's just go into that. Do that question uh, first. I, yeah, I mean, I expect Arizona to land. Uh, over under one and a half bigs. Okay. There we go. Okay. Part two of AZ, AZ Cat's question is, lastly, I'm assuming Shelby is reading this off. Yes, I am. Please tell a quick Jason she story. memorized every question. That he'd hate you to tell. So t- tell a quick Jason story that he'd hate you to tell. Believe it or not, Jason's a little difficult. This is hard because he's not easy to embarrass. He's pretty easygoing and I'll do most things. Like I, I basically volunteered him to ride the Zamboni last Friday at the ice hockey game. I thought he would be horrified, but he actually enjoyed it, which is great. But there's, uh, I guess one thing he wouldn't like, or he wouldn't like me to say is like, he went out with Michael Luke fairly recently and, and, ben, White. and ben White and they went down to gentle Ben's and they had a boys night and that was fine. And he had taken an Uber home, and he was a little tipsy and having a good time. I do not time. drink, FYI. And to say that Jason doesn't drink much or often is literally not an understatement. He does not drink. Like, I am the wine drinker of the of the two of us and, like, alcohol in general. So I was trying to get him to, like, sit down and, you know, chill out or whatever, and I... I kept saying, okay, just please sit down. And he wound up like barreling through. We have a, a doggy gate in our house. And I had just put it up, like literally screws in the wall. I mean, this thing is like Fort Knox. It's not going anywhere. And he just barreled right through it and he broke it and he kind of like flipped over it. And it was super funny. But 
every time the gate doesn't work right, I'm always reminded of that evening. So thank you, honey. You're welcome. But that's literally the yeah, only really thing. He doesn't get embarrassed. So he's a good one. Even when he's barreling through doggy gates. Thank you. It kind of reminds you of like the, what is it? The, what is it? The Kool-Aid man smashing through the wall. Thanks. That was Jason that night. Appreciate that. So I'm a big fat dude that turned red and bashed through a wall. No, I appreciate that, Shelby. That's not what I meant. <laughs> well, this podcast is over. You're mean. I meant just like the vision of you going through the wall was funny. Oh, also life update. Turns out that cute puppy I posted on Twitter, Cora, not a puppy. She's not a puppy. <laughs> She's two years old. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I love Human Animal Care Center, but they're not really that great at like like aging the dogs properly because she's not seven months old. She's clearly at least two years old. You're like, oh my God, this is the best puppy ever. Because she's not a puppy. She has these molars in the back of her teeth that the vet said that makes her not a puppy. So we still got lucky and we love her. And uh, yeah, her name is still not Creesa. So no headband. Sorry. So with that being said, we're going to bring an end to the podcast. That was only your second time saying it. Four dogs, a fish. We have four dogs now. We're babysitting we're dogs. We're babysitting So this is where we're at. So thank you for joining Shelby and I. I'm going to go fix the doggy gate now. Bear down. True story. The vet actually checked my teeth, Shelby. I'm 30, not 38. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize that vets could do that. Yep. True story. I'm not turning 39 in August. Okay. Well, we won't be having a Wildcat Authority birthday party for you on August 2nd either. Oh no. Third. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.